Okay, so reading Genesis 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliza of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and the number of stars. If you are able to number them, then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove and a young pigeon. And he brought him all these, cut them in half and laid each over, each half over against the other. But he did not cut the birds in half. And when the birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and behold, dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in the land that is not theirs, and will be servants there, and they will be afflicted for four hundred years. But I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve, and afterward they shall come out with great possessions. As for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried in a good old age. And they shall come back here in the fourth generation, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your offspring I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Canaanites, the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Raphaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Gigrashites, and the Jebusites. Um, so I've just been thinking about the story of Abraham, um, listening to it, and we're doing it at kids' church on Sunday as well. Um, and just, um, just thinking about the promises that God gives and um, what it means and what it is to have faith and to trust God and um yeah and take the things that he says and carry them in even though you don't see them happening now or even if you don't see them happening soon or even if you don't that kind of thing so um yeah I've just been um thinking about the amazing faith that Abraham has or Abraham has at this point um because actually God this is the second, or oh, I'm not sure. When I was looking at the church, there were a definite three times in in this kind of section of the Bible that God prom- makes these promises to Abraham about um, having many children and being father of many nations, and um, and about having the land, um, and um, but this time actually. God's almost more specific because he says they will be afflicted for 400 years and then they will have the land. And actually for Abraham to continue to have faith when God has said, 
that what he's promised isn't going to happen for 400 years is a big thing. Um, and, and the fact that he doesn't have a, a son and he's been promised um, many, many... Like, it says here, the number of stars in the sky equal to the number of descendants that he'll have. And... Um, when he doesn't even have a son, and yet it says in here, and he believed him um, when he said that, and he it says, and he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. Mm. Actually, he continues to have faith, even though another 25 years passed since the first promise, and he still doesn't have a son. And, um, and then, obviously, Isaac comes about, but, um, but just that continued faith, and he does, like, kind of, I think, obviously go up and down with it, because the, the following passage from this, the, um, Genesis 16, is when um, Abram listens to Sarah and goes and has a child with her servant. And um, he's obviously wrestling with this promise that he really wants to see happen, but he doesn't quite know how it's going to happen. But he trusts God that it's going to happen, but he also kind of is waiting and not quite sure what to do in the waiting. And... But actually, there's this season of waiting um, that is that is can be a hard place to be in, but actually is a place where we learn faith and trust and um, and um, I'm actually going to read. I wrote a poem um, a few weeks ago, um, which I've just just come to mind is on this. So I'm going to read it. Um, and then I thought, if I read this, and if we just think about the things that we ha- are waiting for, the things that we that God has promised us, whether it's promises from the Bible, whether it's um, things that we struggle to believe that God thinks about us, or the promises that he's given his people, um, his children, or whether it's something specific that God has promised you, um, just just give it to God and just... Yeah, just ask him what it means to be in this waiting time and how what it means to wait in that space well and to trust and to have faith um, in his promises, that his promises will come true. They will come to pass, even if it's 400 years' time. Um, we will see his promises. Um, so it's called, the poem is called I Won't Wait. I won't wait until the day when all my hopes are realised. I won't wait until the day when all the stars align. I won't wait until I've wandered looking for the signs. I won't wait until I've wasted the day that you provide. There's beauty in the waiting, but I'm not standing still. There's beauty in the waiting, but I'll still climb up that hill. I'll find beauty where you lead me. I'll find beauty, I'll find joy. You lead me through the waiting to the place from which I'll fly. There's beauty in the waiting, but only when you see The beauty of the waiting is where you get to be. I'm waiting in his presence and he is so alive. He's loving and he's moving and I'm in it for the ride. There's movement in the waiting, vision greater than I see. I'm moving through the waiting while his presence is in me. The water's never stagnant, the river's never dry because his presence keeps on flowing, flowing through my life. My hopes will all be realised. The stars will all align. When I'm walking in his purpose, when I'm moving in his time, he'll show me how to get there, 
the place I hope to see. He'll show me how to get there, the place I long to be. I won't wait for the permission from anyone but him to walk into the promised land. Together we will win. I don't need validation from anyone but him to take the ground he's promised. When he says fight, we win. When he says we are moving, we'll march into the land, even where there's giants, because they aren't going to stand. Will you find the freedom? Will you climb the hill? Or are you stood there waiting? Are you standing still? Will you see the promise? Will the vision be fulfilled? Are you moving with him? Or are you standing still? So yeah, if we just take a minute just to give those things um, to him. <clears throat> 